welcome to Dead Teen House Party, an MTV Scream rewatch podcast. I am your host, Marn. You can find me on Twitter at Corpse Survivors, and I use she, her pronouns. Joining me in the studio today is my co-host, Jacqueline. Uh, hi, I'm Jacqueline, she, her pronouns, and you can find me on Tumblr at Swampert. Joining me as well in the studio today is my co-host, Nessa. Hey, I'm Nessa. Nessa, L-O-C-H-N-E-A-S-S-A, basically everywhere, she, her. And last but not least, joining me in the studio today is Emma. Hi, I'm in the middle of yawning. I'm Emma. I use any pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at EmmaSCA. <laughs> now I feel bad. I feel like I've called on you in class when you weren't ready. <laughs> I it saw you starting to yawn, and I was like, no... <laughs> The audience doesn't know. We could be recording this at 3 a.m. True. It feels he, like come out later. You don't know what. Guy. <laughs> you don't know what's going on there. It could be a hella hectic news week. Emotionally, oh, man. 3 a.m. for me right now. Oh. So this week we watched episodes 9 and 10 of season 2, which is very quickly hurtling towards some kind of resolution (laughs) there are some episodes they are we're running out of episodes there's some things where i'm like i'm like this is not gonna get resolved there's no time yeah there's so many dangling plot threads that like i guess they could become one big plot thread but i don't really see how yeah and but if it does all work out then i'm going to call my college and be like why aren't you teaching this (laughs) yeah Whoever this showrunner is, I'm I'm gonna be like you should t- you should do a class. <laughs> I uh, I learned in the week I think since we recorded our last episode that the two showrunners of season two did like an unlicensed scream musical right before they got hired to do this show. Just like Archie, just like yeah. Archie, yeah, just wow. like Riverdale. Wow, this show really did walk so Riverdale could fly. Literally. Oh my god. And we didn't even get a Heather's episode. I know, we didn't even get a musical episode of Scream the TV show. God, it was, that was on really MTV. disappointing. They had the rights. <laughs> so episode nine <laughs> starts uncommonly for this season with a nightmare sequence bringing it back bringing back the classic emma dream sequence yeah emma has a nightmare about like all of her friends are in her house trying to like talk to her and like they're all like very worried about her and like not giving her space um and she freaks out and grabs a knife from like the knife block in the kitchen and stabs all of her friends. <laughs> and Maggie wakes her up and she finds that she has actually been like sleepwalking in the kitchen and she has a real knife in her hand. What have you got? A knife. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it 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 cuts from there to um Emma telling Kieran about these dreams that she's been having um and she says that they always end with her hands covered in blood but this is the first time that she's actually like woken up 
like outside of her bed holding a knife. Um, and, and Kieran is like, well, I understand. Like I would have nightmares too. Cause like all of this horrific shit is going on in I, your life. The specific way he says it is so like minimizing to her though. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sure if I'd been able to sleep, I would have been, had nightmares too. Like, okay, Kieran. <laughs> You and your help, your you and your unhealthy sleep schedule, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he tries to like encourage Emma to ditch school because he's like, "Well, like you're not having a good time. Like maybe we should just like ditch and go do something else." Um, and they talk very briefly about like the fact that Emma got the audio of Audrey confessing to bringing Piper to Lakewood. But only so Kieran can be like, oh, well, like, Audrey is crazy. Like, she's, like, not actually your friend. Um, and Emma says that her plan of action is that she is going to find Noah and talk to Noah and, like, figure out how all of this happened. Emma will literally never take a self-care day. <laughs> literally never. She no. has never taken a day off school when everyone's like, hey, man. Okay. No one's going to be upset if you... Don't go to school today, you know. I feel like if she ever did take a self-care day, can you imagine the, like, horror movie scene that would happen? True. To be fair, it it <sighs> happened. I suppose that was her eating Chinese food with Eli. <laughs> yeah. That was after school, but yeah, no. Every time she, if she so much as took a bubble bath, like, it would be down. <laughs> go with <Okay>. she. <laughs> She did also leave for three months, and then when she got back in town, people started dying again. <laughs> she knows yeah. when the movie's happening and when it's not happening. Slash TV series. <laughs> no, Noah has monologue powers. Emma knows has like plot powers. She knows when plot's happening and when it's not happening. I will say I did rewatch the original Scream last night, and now my brain is just like buzzing, like in a hyper noticing all of the parallels between the show and the movie now <laughs> and i'm like oh they're constantly doing shit as a little homage i've still never seen the original scream nessa i also don't know the ending nessa what? Oh. i'm supposed to know that's like a big i was it the girl all along or something that's that's gotta, a okay so we gotta watch scream yeah, yeah. we gotta do a bonus episode where we just watch the original scream and just we just have Nessa say who she thinks the killer is the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did last night with the two friends I was watching with. My partner and my friend had never seen Scream and they wanted to listen to our part podcast and we do spoil it. Nessa just somehow missed it. Oh, we did? Uh shit. <laughs> yeah. So I made them watch the movie and just tell me who they thought it was the whole time. That's really funny. Was it Brandon James? It was Brandon yeah. James. Yep. I should yeah, say. Yeah, it's Brandon James. Okay. There we go. <laughs> we also get like a little scene kind of like right in here of like Audrey sadly looking at like photos of her and Emma on her laptop. <laughs> it's so good. It's so it's good. It's about the yearning. It's about the yearning. Oh, the yearning. <laughs> <laughs> and then we Unfortunately, Acosta is very prominent in, in these couple of episodes because uh, he is doing 
police stuff. Uh, he is snooping in Stavo's room uh, and he finds it empty because as you may remember from last time, Stavo is in bed with Brooke um, and his dad is trying to call him and he keeps ignoring his phone um brooke is like hey it was very creepy of you to like come in through my window but i'm kind of into it um (laughs) and also i noticed in this scene there's like a very weird continuity error because they show stavo in bed with like just his underwear on and in the last episode they showed him climbing into bed with all of his shoes even with all of his clothes even his shoes on but martin consider it's been several hours and a bed with two people in fully clothed gets warm at night well it's also implied that they like had sex or made out or whatever off screen Mm -hmm. yeah long night yeah also stavo has a really sick like spine tattooed on his back Yeah. yeah Which I think is like, they kind of show it to be like, Stavo's kind of a bad boy. I know you thought he was a weirdo, even though his actor is super hot. Uh, but like, his tattoos, maybe he's the killer. And you're like, it's not Stavo. <laughs> I do think Stavo and Brooke are sweet. They are. Yeah, yeah I, I like them. Um, and, and Brooke is super hungover because this is the day after the carnival. Um, but she remembers that she had a a very public meltdown and she's like, Oh my God, everybody probably hates me for like all the shit I said. Um, And her and Stavo kiss, which is very cute, but she tells Stavo that she doesn't feel like she can be in a relationship until she knows what happens to Jake. Um, And like, she is kind of still haunted by like what happened to Jake and like not having answers for it. And to his credit, Stavo was like, yeah, I understand. I respect it. I noticed in this scene and it made me start thinking about like previous scenes with Brooke and Stavo, but they're also in their own genre they are. this season. They're not in a slasher this season, not past yeah, Jake they're- getting dumped. They are in like a British crime drama. They're in like broad church. They kind of are. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, quit the murder. I don't know. I feel like it's like a spooky yeah. Nick and Nora's infinite playlist between the two of them. <laughs> or with that's murder, a, obviously. That's a good call, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they're in like Marcella or <laughs> Broadchurch. Oh my god. Um, and and Brooke like goes to take a shower and she's like, All right, Stavo, like you go home, like leave. I don't want you here anymore. But like in a in a joking, like flirty way. Um and Acosta is texting Stavo and like telling him, like, come home now, where are you? And so Stavo leaves, but not before he steals Brooke's lipstick like a weirdo. He sniffs it first. Yep. <laughs> He smells it. And I'm tr- I was trying to figure out if, since he is kind of a fanboy of the murders, I'm trying to, I was trying to figure out if that's Nina's lipstick. Oh. Because it's in like a different type of tube than all the other ones too. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I bet he's like taking it for like drawing reference or something. Maybe. <laughs> I- this boy's sitting I- on my foot. <laughs> oh. 
I assumed they did it just to make him look suspicious because Emma, like, finds a message in lipstick, like, two scenes later. Oh, right. Oh, true. Um, so, yeah, so he, he takes Brooke's lipstick and, and leaves. And then we go to school with the rest of the teens. Uh, Brooke and Emma and Kieran are talking about how they're pissed off at Audrey because, like, Emma listened to the thing about her sending Piper to Lakewood. Um, they see Haley in the hallway who, like, makes fun of them because God knows why. And Kieran is like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Haley just makes the show better when she's on yeah. screen. Not, like, quality-wise, but just, I laugh so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haley, girl, what's going on? Did your dad not love you? <laughs> like... Why would you make fun of Emma who almost shot her boyfriend? <laughs> like, hello? The, the girl who had a public breakdown on stage because she was forced to do a beauty pageant after watching, after being covered in her dead boyfriend's blood at the same beauty pageant, like, what, like a week earlier? Yeah. And told the town to stuff it, which arguably should have been said sooner. Yeah. God. What? And Emma, Emma like, f- finds Noah and confronts him and is like, why didn't you tell me about, like, this Audrey stuff? And Noah was like, I didn't even know that you had that file. Like, <laughs> I, like Audrey was going to tell you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he wants to see the email that uh, was sent along with the file um, because he wants to know if it's traceable. And Emma, like, shows him the email and it's sent from someone who... Uh, has signed the email as your secret friend. Yeah, not suspicious at all. And Noah says to Emma that, like, he wanted Audrey to tell Emma herself, like, this isn't how she was supposed to find out. Um, And then Audrey comes up and Emma is pissed because Audrey didn't say anything to anyone about any of this. Um, Audrey tries to apologize and Emma's like, well, I don't believe you. Like you just didn't want people to blame you for this. And like, that's why you didn't say anything. And like, Audrey obviously feels really bad about this. Um, and Emma's like, well, I blame you for all of this that happened. And like shoves Audrey up against the lockers. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah. it's it's so intense. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is having such a bad time when this episode opens. Uh-huh. Kieran is having a normal time. Kieran it is having a normal time. Aside from the yeah. three months that Emma was gone, in which he was mourning his father, uh, Kieran, the entire time he's lived here, has never not had a thing going on. <laughs> yeah. He's having a weirdly normal time for what happened last episode, though. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, perhaps it's just that Kieran isn't a very well-rounded character. <laughs> Fair. He knows how to make, like, three faces when he's on camera. <laughs> Angry. And what's the third one? Neutral. Brooding. <laughs> Brooding. Oh. He should be more of a damsel in distress, I think. I agree. He should. We need more, like, male wife vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Duffo, I, we've talked about this already. I can't bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, Emma like gets very intense at Audrey and like shoves her up against the lockers and is like extremely pissed off. Um, and Kieran has to like take her away from this situation and like kind of like separate her and Audrey and. Uh, he is still, like, encouraging Emma to, like, skip school. He's like, hey, like, we could just leave. It's fine. And as this conversation is going on, Emma opens her locker and she finds one of Miss Lang's tapes with her name on it uh, hanging from, like, a lock of hair that is, like, taped up inside of her locker. Uh, And there is a lipstick message inside her locker that says, play me. This killer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this this could only go well. Uh, Noah and Audrey go to an abandoned classroom to kind of like have it out with each other. Audrey gets really upset that uh, she's like, well, now everyone hates me. And like, I shouldn't have listened to you when you like pushed me into confessing to Emma. Um, and she thinks that Noah is the one that sent Emma the audio file. And she thinks that it's very weird that like Noah recorded their conversation and Noah is upset because it was an accident. Like he wasn't the one who sent it. And Audrey's like, well, you like your stuff specifically is very hard to hack because like, you know, about computers. So it has to have been someone who had access to your computer in person. Um, and Audrey, yeah and she very heavily implies that it's zoe and noah gets pissed off that she implied that it was zoe and audrey gets mad back at him because she's like i don't like i think that you have this like huge blind spot and like you're not considering all of the angles here uh and then a teacher walks in on them fighting in his classroom <laughs> It looks like Mr. Branson's replacement, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, he's an English teacher. Mr. Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, just this, like, normal teacher who we've never seen before, like, walks and is like, hey, not cool, guys. <laughs> no and Audrey have to just, like, pack up and leave in the middle of having this, like, huge blowout fight with each other, which is so funny and like so true to high school i feel like yeah <laughs> just like having a huge fight with a friend interrupted because like a teacher needs you to leave the, <laughs> the classroom fifth period is over i know your relationship is dissolving but you need to be out of the hallway god <laughs> Is this the one where uh, Audrey says uh, you've never felt Emma's rejection before? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Is. Which is such a line, I have it's to say. So loaded. It's a lot. <laughs> there's there's a lot of Audrey and Emma stuff going on in these episodes. My, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> my one wish is, is somehow someone at MTV knew uh, granted i know they didn't because they had a whole like six seasons and a movie planned but somewhere deep down they knew that they were going to get bought by vh1 and that they were like all right this is the second season last season let's put it all on the table <laughs> yeah yeah lesbians lesbians so <laughs> emma so emma and kieran go home well they go they, they skip school and they go to emma's house um with the 
tape uh, that Emma found in her locker. And Emma doesn't want to play it, but she does anyway, because, like, she wants to know what's on it. (laughs) Um, And it's specifically the tape of, like, her really like angry conversation with Miss Lang at the cafe where Miss Lang kept trying to like apologize to her and be like very weirdly pushy. Um, And Emma was like, Hey, leave me alone. Like, I don't want you around me. Um, And it has like notes from it from afterwards that Miss Lang was recording, like right before she got attacked um, talking about how like Emma has violent tendencies and is like targeting her with aggression and she says that she needs emma but emma is emotionally unstable and emma then becomes worried that she like gets paranoid that everyone sees her as violent and unstable and she's like people don't really think that of me right and and kieran's like no like the killer gave you this tape because they're trying to like manipulate you into thinking that like everyone hates you. Miss Lang should be arrested killer or not. Yeah. <laughs> Simply put. Miss Lang should be allowed to go one V one with Emma. Cause I think Emma could take her. I agree. Yeah, for especially, sure. Especially post head injury. Like we just get her healed up <laughs> just enough. And then we throw her into with a ring with the teenager. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I hope I hope there is some kind of retribution for Miss Lang because, like, this is absolutely like unethical teacher behavior. Yeah, yeah. Um, Noah and Audrey go to Noah's house, and Noah is like going through his computer, and he's like, "Okay, well, like, the file definitely came from here." And then Zoe comes over and Audrey is really pissed that Zoe is there. And Noah still refuses to consider that maybe Zoe was the one who sent Emma the file. And he's like, well, like, I just want Zoe's help to figure out who might have hacked my computer. And Audrey is like livid and confronts Zoe about stealing the file. And she's like, well, I think that you sent it to Emma to cause a rift between me and Noah because you don't like that we're friends. And Zoe says that Audrey hanging around Noah is the reason why Noah's still a virgin. God, I have so many issues with Zoe in this episode because it just feels so weird to have this so aggressively jealous plot. Yeah. It feels weird. Yeah, because, like, even when they have their weird throuple makeout, like, Zoe's into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zoe initiates the throuple aspect of it. So what's going on here? It's really This is, like, weird. not feeling, like, a little weird after a triple makeout. This is some <laughs> other shit that was not introduced. Yeah, I forgot that they leaned so hard on, um, on Zoe and Audrey not liking each other to, like, the point where it gets kind of bizarre. And, yeah, she's just, like, really... Her and Audrey are just, like, really awful to each other in this scene. <laughs> and, uh, Noah goes into, like, the, the sent files on his computer and to be like, oh, I, like, let me see... Uh, if Zoe actually did send the MP3 
to her herself and she did because we know that because we saw her send it to someone um and so we find out that she she sent it to herself um and zoe's excuse for this is that uh she listened to it on her own and deleted it without sending it to anyone um audrey does not believe this for a second (laughs) noah does though uh and noah's like well we have like the email that emma was sent i can probably hack into that person's isp and see who registered that email account so that is noah's plan because noah's whipped yeah Yeah. noah is thinking with his lost virginity he really is his soon to be lost virginity (laughs) yeah he was so quick to like investigate audrey and they've been friends forever Uh Uh but he will not even think about zoe having done anything wrong it's He's thinking with his penis. Oh, Noah. So then we get a scene with Akasa and Maggie, who um, we get a little bit more backstory on in these couple of episodes as well. Um, But in this scene, uh, Maggie is, uh, she comes by to tell Akasa that she managed to ID the second body in the burnt house. Um, So they now know that it was Eddie, um, she ID'd it by matching his insulin pump to the serial number, which I thought was very clever. Um, and Acosta is being like weird and squirrely and Maggie's like, Hey, what's the deal? Like you're being very jumpy and weird. Um, and she kind of like tries to give him some advice and is like, Hey, like I've been through this before. Like this is not a normal case. And, whatever your personal shit is like you have to deal with it so that you can make objective decisions about this case um and acosta tells her that he's worried because stavo didn't come home the night before but he uh he called the school and stavo was at school during the day uh and he tells maggie the story of what happened to stavo in phoenix that was like briefly alluded at uh in the last couple episodes which is that uh, after Stavo's mom died, so we know now that Stavo's mom is, is dead, um, Stavo had a friend in Phoenix who they were, like, messing around with Acosta's gun, um, and Stavo's friend got shot in the face and died, obviously. And when the medics came to, like, try to resuscitate him and or take the body... Um, Stavo was like completely calm and just like sitting there drawing what was going on. Uh, and there were like questions of how long he actually waited before calling 911 for his friend. Um, so that gives a little bit more context to the argument that Acosta and Stavo had, I think, in the last episode. Um, and he also shows Stavo's art to Maggie and says that they came to Lakewood to try to get a fresh start. They came to Lakewood, home of the murdered teens, to have a fresh start. And also, it's not a fresh start for the sheriff. He grew up there. Yeah. In fact, it's a very unfresh start. I'd call it a rancid start, given what we've found out so far. (laughs) Also, is it me or is... Acosta like deflecting his own blame on the in this onto his son. Like 
Because oh, like yeah. he left his gun out for them to play with, and then a kid died. Yeah, where was he during that? Yeah. He's just like, oh no, Stavo. Stavo's pretty weird. What a fucked up kid I have. Yeah. <laughs> the drawing thing is pretty fucked up, not gonna lie, but... Yeah, but everybody copes differently. True. It's had a very traumatic instance. Yeah. And uh, Emma and Kieran go to the hospital because they want to talk to Ms. Lang about, like, her connections to the killer. And they find out that, like, she is, she's still alive, um, which we sort of know from last time. They, like, kind of offhandedly mentioned it. Uh, but she is conscious. She's, they're keeping her under sedation. But, like, when she's awake, she's, like, alert and she recognizes people, but she can't talk very well. Um, and when they go in to see her, she sees Emma and her heart rate like goes nuts and she starts screaming and like the nurses come and they send Emma and Kieran away uh, and they have to leave without talking to her. And, and Emma tells Kieran like as they're kind of leaving uh, that like wing of the hospital, she's like, I really like get the feeling that Miss Lang was actually attacked instead of falling down the stairs um, and as they're leaving, they see that someone has delivered a bouquet of daisies to Miss Lang. Uh, and Kieran steals the card. And it the card says, Chrissy, feel better. Love, Piper. And Emma's like, okay, I'm being messed with. <laughs> and she tells Kieran, like, okay, like, this is the killer either messing with me or Miss Lang or both, and Kieran's like, alright, I have an idea, and he goes back into Miss Lang's room after, like, the nurses leave, and he, like, goes into her little bag of personal items that came with her, and he steals her house keys. <laughs> cool and normal thing to do. <laughs> And uh, he gets caught by the nurse who, like, kicks him out, but he still gets the keys, so whatever. And (laughs) so Acosta, like, leaves the station to, like, go to the courthouse for some reason that doesn't super matter. Uh, And Stavo is, like, lurking in the police station, uh, which nobody thinks is weird because they know that he's the sheriff's son. And uh, there are some cops who, like, wave hello to him, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, And he literally walks straight into Acosta's office, like, shuts the blinds and starts going through his shit. Worst sneaking I've ever seen. Like, he's, like, fumbling with the blinds. And, like, Mm -hmm. they they, they film it like he's supposed to be sneaky. But, like, the actual actor, I'm like, this is a teenager breaking into his dad's office. Like, I think the cops should be outside just being like, Hi, Stavo, Clo- closing the blinds in your dad's office, huh? I know, it gets real bright in there. I mean, this is why he's in his own genre right now. <laughs> yeah. He must just do this constantly, right? Like, he's constantly looking through his dad's case files because for, like, uh-huh. reference images for his comics or whatever. Yeah. Because his dad just leaves the door unlocked with gruesome images of murdered bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he, like, leaves all of his case files just, like, lying on his desk. So Stavo obviously finds, like, all of the case files on, like, the murders, um, and he finds, like, the the photos of, like, Mr. Branson's corpse. He also finds screen caps of Jake's texts with the mayor, uh, and he finds that his dad has been collecting some files on him as well. 
Um, and he gets upset about this and like storms out of the office. Which like, so you gotta know this is not a good look. Like, yeah. And then we go back to Noah, Audrey, and Zoe. Audrey is still suspicious of Zoe. Uh, Zoe's like, listen, if I was going to send Emma that file at all, I wouldn't have sent it that way. And Noah, like, backhacks the email address and finds that it is registered to Zoe. And Audrey loses her shit. Um, and Noah confronts her and is like, look, like, finding out who actually sent this, because he still doesn't believe that it's Zoe, um, like, is it going to change what you actually did? Like, it's not going to change that you brought Piper to Lakewood, and it's not going to change how Emma feels about it. And, like, you are focusing on this because you don't want to actually deal with the consequences and go talk to Emma now that she knows. And Audrey storms out of Noah's house. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Noah, Noah's actor is pulling it all out here. Like, yeah, he, I feel like the most we've ever gotten emotion wise from Noah uh, on the negative spectrum is like angry chihuahua. <laughs> but this, he's like so pissed and it's coming. It's like, wow. And Noah has never been this angry on the show. I feel like. Yeah. yeah no, I think you're right. It really is your friend who keeps it all bottled up inside until that exact moment, which oh my mm-hmm. God, is, is the cardigan friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like usually when like stuff is going downhill, we only see like Noah either being like afraid or very snarky or like snarky because he's afraid. Like we've not actually seen him get like angry like this before. And it's very interesting. Yeah. And Zoe thanks Noah for having her back, and Noah's like, "Yeah, I really believed that you were telling the truth." And then they finally have sex everywhere, everywhere. My notes say, "Jesus Christ!" All caps. Jesus Christ! There's a bed. There's so much expensive equipment under on, on that table. Like, please stop. My notes say, "Fucking finally, fucking." <laughs> watching this with my wife she laughed out loud at how long the sex scene was yeah the the part that made me laugh out loud is when noah pulls the virgin stabbing poster off of his wall (laughs) (laughs) oh i didn't even realize that was the poster was apparently (laughs) zoe is very good at head what am i one of my friends said in the uh, in the Moonshot Discord that like he also laughed incredulously that they would like go straight from like such an emotional tense scene into like a sex montage. To be fair, if I if I did did the deed, that's what I would do because they've been trying to fuck for like two episodes and they keep getting interrupted. And now Audrey's as far away as possible. I'm assuming Noah's parents are still a wall because they never existed in the first place. <laughs> it's now or never. That's true. This is like the fifth time in three days that they've tried to have sex. Apparently, oh. also Noah fucks good. Yeah, um, and I and I'm sure that nothing bad at all will happen now that Noah has lost his virginity. Yeah, which Don't movie did Shadow. he say he learned how to fuck from? Phantasm Two. Yep. Oh yep. God! Did I watch that movie? <laughs> just the sex scene, apparently. <laughs> okay, just the sex scene. 
So as uh, Noah and Zoe are fucking all over Noah's room, uh, Kieran and Emma are breaking into Miss Lang's house uh, to go through her shit. And Emma finds an upside down picture hanging on the wall uh, of a bunch of kids at like a home for orphan children. And she finds that Piper and Miss Lang are both in the photo. <laughs> and apparently they were friends who went to like the same girl who... Well, they didn't go to the same girls' school. They were abandoned there. <laughs> okay. Two things. One, all the girls are the same age, which is a little weird. Because, like, it'd be one thing if there was a bunch of kids a bunch of different ages. Uh, and the other thing is, once again, how fucking big is this town? That, like, they're just like, we're just a sleepy little town, you know, where we have, we've got a sheriff and nothing bad could ever happen here. Also, we have a fully staffed coroner's office and a, a home for girls age 11 to 12. Honestly, yeah. that's just what the suburbs are like. True. Well, I, we don't have any girl homes where I'm at. To be fair, we know that the the like orphanage is now abandoned True. because of they go to it later in this episode. All of the 11 to 12 year old girls became the 12 to 13, so they couldn't live there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and then we, we kind of skip forward to, like, Noah and Zoe are, like, in a blanket fort in his bed, um, which they I, built at some point during having I, marathon sex. It's cute. I like the blanket fort. <laughs> yeah. Just in case uh, someone else barges in. Yeah, just in case. Uh, Noah apologizes to Zoe for kind of, like, getting her mixed up in all of this, like, killer stuff. And Zoe's like, no, don't be sorry. I got myself involved and I would do it again. Um, and she says that the killer knew that Noah was into her because it was obvious. And Noah suddenly freaks out and like has a realization. Um, and he realizes that the camera that was in the storage unit that he found like back in episode three, I think, um, has a bug in it. And the killer has heard everything that has gone on inside Noah's room since then. It's like, Noah, don't keep that camera. I had forgot that he still had it. Yeah. Me too. Well, yeah. He also forgot. True. I like that it came back around, though. Yeah, I, I like that they kind of waited long enough that, like, you forgot that he had it to be like, ha this was relevant the whole time. Um, Emma and Kieran are still at Miss Lang's house, and they're like, okay, well, like, the killer clearly was in here and, like, wanted us to notice this photo that they turned upside down but like how did they know we were coming and emma figures out that they're actually very close to the children's home uh which is it's called the blessed sisters children's home and they decide to call noah because he is an expert on true crime um and and emma is just like oh well there's like a creepy old orphanage like of course this will be a thing that noah knows about <laughs> and Noah's like, oh yeah, like I know that place. It's an asylum that turned into a group foster home that like closed after an abuse scandal. And Emma is like, okay, well, Piper grew up there. And Noah's like, holy shit, like that was the one piece of like Piper's childhood that I was never able to figure out. Uh, and Noah and Zoe decide that they are going to meet Emma and Kieran at the children's home, which I'm sure will go fine for everyone. Certainly. I have in my notes, this is the worst double date I've ever heard of. 
Meanwhile, Brooke is in her room alone because no one has included her in their plans. <laughs> um, and and Stavo comes through the window and is like, hey, like I have some stuff that you need to know about Jake. And he shows her the text messages that Acosta had in his file, which Stavo took photos of on his phone for her. Um, and they established that Jake was going to burn down the housing development for the mayor on the night that he died. Um, and Brooke is like, okay, like, I need you to tell me what else you found. And then it immediately cuts to Brooke coming downstairs, absolutely livid to confront her dad about hiring Jake to burn down the development. <laughs> and well, Brooke is very valid. And also, like, her dad was extremely two-faced when he's, like, comforting her when he, like, knows what happened and didn't tell the cops. Mm-hmm. I also don't think it's tech. She's like, it's your fault. Jake died. And I'm, I think I think the killer would have found Jake, regardless. Yeah, like, I, I think that the killer had settled on Jake as a victim, regardless of, like, where he was or what he was doing. But... I can kind of also see the logic in Brooke's mind of like, oh, like you sent Jake out to like an isolated place at night where like the killer could very easily get him. Yeah, definitely. Everybody gets pissed in this episode. Yeah, (laughs) everyone's having a bad time. Yeah. So Brooke, the the other thing I didn't say, Brooke is also mad that like her dad didn't come clean to Acosta of about like being the reason why Jake was there. And the mayor kind of like brushes her off and Jake is like, what kind of father are you? Or not Jake, fucking Brooke. (laughs) Brooke is like, (laughs) Brooke is like, what kind of father are you? And like storms out. Um, yeah, she calls him out for driving her mom away and killing her boyfriend. Yeah. And then we see Audrey, who is trying to write an apology letter to Emma. <laughs> oh, Audrey. And um, having a bad time of it. I got so worried this was like a Rachel's room situation for like three seconds. Yeah, her like the we see like her first draft and it's like actually I was wrong and like you shouldn't forgive me and like I'm bad. <laughs> uh and she gets a call from the killer saying that uh now that Noah is no longer a virgin, he has to die. <laughs> this killer's having too much fun. I actually don't like it now. It also How? means that whatever Noah did to try to destroy the bug did not work. So the killer listened to the, the entire sex montage. Well, no, he, no. he destroyed the bug after they oh, had sex. True. So the killer just listened to the whole sex montage. Oh, God, he did. Oh. I mean, he either did that or he, like, intuited somehow that Noah and Zoe had sex. Okay, so Noah has monologue powers. Emma has, like, plot powers, and the killer, as I've mentioned before, has a kind of fourth-wall killer trope patterns. Or, as I've said before, consents when someone has done something that is worthy of death, like having sex in a pool or losing their virginity. I do think it is conceptually very funny if you interpret this as the killer has been deliberately waiting for Noah to lose his virginity to kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. Just writing a writing writing like a five minute set about it because like see because it's like those dumb things you do Noah and now I'm doing it while murdering you. See, <laughs> God, 
In, in life, you love knitting, and that's why I'm knitting your intestines. <laughs> it's a very like I like oh the music comes in. And he's like Noah. Uh, this is my <laughs> this is my killer voice. Like Noah, you. Uh, I'm getting embarrassed. Uh, you. <laughs> You love horror movies. The archetype of horror, like he he goes in for like five minutes. The music swirls around him. The, the camera is going. It's just, he's in the cloak and the mask, and then he stabs Noah. And this is this is how it should go. Yeah, I, I do think the killer must have been so excited when Noah and Zoe got together. He's like, yes, finally, I can kill Noah. Piper didn't care. Piper Piper was ready to fucking kill riley before uh yeah i i bet you i know the roles are different for men but i bet you one thousand dollars grace had never fucked <laughs> and uh and and so audrey gets a uh like a text inviting her to a party at the orphanage it's where such a Emma... funky little e-card yeah it's like it's a little evite an instagram um, and it and it is a face the mask party, uh, which is what Emma, Kieran, Noah, and Zoe find when they show up at the orphanage. Uh, it is a rave where everyone is wearing Brandon James masks. They call it that, but it's just a white Mardi Gras mask. Yeah, everyone's wearing a white like, Mardi Gras mask. There's at least like one or two people in the crowd who actually have like a real Brandon James mask on, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. They can't order that many from that lady on Etsy. She would die. <laughs> yeah. And like they are our, our, our core teams as they're like walking up to the party. They're like, okay, well, this is very fishy. Like clearly like the killer probably has something to do with this because they wanted to send us here for some reason. Um, and Emma like grabs someone at this rave and is like, Hey, like who is throwing this party? And they find out that supposedly Emma and Audrey are the ones who invited everyone to this party. How did everyone get this evite? Was this the same way Emma's sex tape was like disseminated? Most likely. Must be. Yeah, I, I assumed. Or it was just like a Facebook event or something. That would like, make, the way that would they, make more uh, sense. When everyone got like the the payback's a bitch gif in the first when, season. When will, this, when will this town stop text stop trusting texts from unknown numbers? Literally. Never. Yeah. <laughs> um and, and Audrey starts trying to call Noah because obviously like she knows that something's gonna happen, but he's at this rave and can't hear his phone. Um Emma is freaking out because she thinks that the killer is trying to set her and Audrey up for something that like they didn't do. Uh <laughs> Noah is like, haha, in movies, accepting an invitation to a mysterious party always ends in someone dying, which is like very helpful. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> and Okay, this is one of my favorite parts of this episode. Emma is like, we have to shut down this party so that everyone leaves. And Noah and Zoe are like, okay, like, we'll shut down the electricity so that, like, the lights will go out and the music will turn off. And Kieran's solution to this is, I'm going to call the cops and tell them there's underage drinking going on. <laughs> I mean, it's... In this specific scenario, it's a reasonable move. <laughs> I 
I agree, but it's also like, yeah, of course you would do that, Kieran. Like, of course that's your solution to this. <laughs> it's so weird how the bad boy has become cop boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's real. I was gonna say he's been much more pro cop this season. He really he misses has. his dad. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's a lot more fun to call the cops when the cop isn't your dad. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he's just hoping that one day it will be his dad showing up. Oh my god. Aww. Anyway, yeah, just something about the way Karen's, like, like something about his line delivery on, like, I'll tell them there's underage drinking just <laughs> fucking so killed funny. me. <laughs> I'm of age because I'm an undercover cop. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, like, Karen gets on, gets on the phone, whatever, Noah and Zoe leave, they all split up. Uh, Emma finds that Haley is here and she is giving out masks and Emma confronts her and like demands an explanation for the invitations. And Haley is like, ho ho ho, I'm helping out my special friend and I protect my friends, Emma, unlike you. Um, And Emma's like, you are fucking stupid. Like your friend is probably the killer and you're protecting them. Like, you have to know this. And Haley's like, no, it's not. It's just someone I'm seeing. (laughs) The two aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I literally have in my notes right as that's happening, I just said, Haley's gonna die. And it's like, also, didn't Haley have a boyfriend for most of the season? Yeah. Yeah. What happened to him? Sure did. I think she also referenced having a a different boyfriend like a month beforehand or something, though. So I guess she goes through him fast. Oh, Haley. Uh, and, and and sort of in the middle of this conversation, Emma notices that Audrey is here in the crowd and, like, sees her and calls out to her and, like, starts kind of, like, coming towards her. Uh, and Haley leaves and goes sort of into, like, the back rooms of this orphanage where, like, the, like, <coughs> behind-the-scenes party stuff is like there's like boxes and stuff back there um emma also chases audrey like deeper into the orphanage and it's like hey the killer led us here like someone is trying to frame us for something um and audrey's like i know the killer called me and said that they're going to kill noah um and as this is happening hey the killer comes back to see Haley, and she's like, oh, ho, ho, it's my friend who I've been flirting with this whole time. Um, and is, like, flirting and, like, thinks that they're gonna have sex, and obviously she gets stabbed. This um, scene made me think of, have you ever seen Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse? No. Oh. A huge section at the end of, the- I've seen this movie more times than I should admit to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there is a scene where there is a rave happening in a warehouse and our scouts are trying to stop it because there is the zombie apocalypse happening. (laughs) Um, And while there's this rave scene going on, this random girl and this guy like go off into a side room like that. And he gets turned into a zombie while they're on their way there. And in a similar way to Haley moving as though she's about to go down on Brandon James. (laughs) Um, the zombie is about to eat the girl out and then turns her into a zombie from there. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the same vibes. Incredible. 
I think about yeah. that movie a lot. <laughs> I uh, I really liked kind of like the frantic like cutting in between the uh, like the rave and Haley getting stabbed. Yes, that was yeah. such a, a choice and a very powerful one. Yeah, I cinema. <laughs> almost. I don't. <laughs> she was just so i just want to see her more on screen because she never knew like she never knew what the mood (laughs) was or the genre was or anything she was just always there to deliver the exactly wrong line yeah she felt like she was in the most popular girls in school (laughs) oh my god you're right too accurate uh rip Haley. we hardly knew you (laughs) at least we know the killer for sure is a man now because Haley is homophobic (laughs) <laughs> true true though true i i for half a second like half a second when she was kneeling down thought we were gonna get like i forgot this was on mtv and i thought we were gonna are we gonna get to see the killer's dick what's happening <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> if they were like yeah this is the show that we're we're allowing to do full frontal nudity on mtv <laughs> Yep, this is the one. It's like when a show is rated R, so they get to say or like PG thirteen, so you get to say fuck once non sexually. <laughs> yeah. Yep. MTV can only show this show at one in the morning, and they have to pay a lot of money to the FCC. But you're allowed to see this dude's whole hog. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we do see the hog in the barn later. <laughs> but um, spoilers. <laughs> Um, so, no, so as, uh, as, as Haley is being stabbed and dying, Noah and Zoe find the breaker and they're like, we don't know which one of, like, which of these switches goes to which thing and they just flip all of them. Uh, and the whole orphanage is plunged into darkness. Um, Kieran is looking for Emma in the crowd as, like, all of the lights turn off. Um, Emma and Audrey are together still. And Emma's like, oh, like the power going out is a good sign because it means that Noah and Zoe are still alive. Um, And she tells Audrey basically like, I think the killer like is sticking the two of us together to fuck with us because like they know that we're mad at each other. Um, And they each get a text that says, better get upstairs before your other half rots. And... Uh, I liked this moment because Emma's like, oh no, Kieran. And Audrey immediately recognizes that her other half refers to Noah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not wrong. It's not wrong. I just thought it was very cute. Um, we also get like a split second shot showing us that Stavo is also here. Because why not? Yep. <laughs> What's, what uh, color does Stavo have? I don't know. He's got to have one, though, right? He's just driving all over the place. Yeah. I. That's an interesting question, because I feel like we have seen his car, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it is. Yeah. All right, let's get to the money shot of this episode. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Emma and Audrey find... Uh, they, they, like, go upstairs for some reason. I, why would why would they not go downstairs? Noah and Zoe were obviously in, like, the basement. Well, I guess they were told to go upstairs, so whatever. <gasps> um, they go upstairs. They find, like, a bunch of pictures of Piper are, like, taped onto the walls. And then they find Piper's corpse sitting in a chair. 
Oh my God, I just made a connection. The killer just refers to them as the other half without Kieran or Noah being upstairs. Emma and Audrey are each other's better halves. That's what the killer is implying here. The implication was that Piper was the better half of Audrey and was like genetically the better half of Emma. That's These are both such good reads. Yeah. Yeah, they uh so so we have we finally have an answer to the question of what happened to Piper's corpse. It's which here. <laughs> isn't she technically spoilers to the next episode, but isn't she technically mentioned like a grave when she's talking about it? Yeah, so it must mean that like even though we didn't see it on screen, like they did recover Piper's body because they talk oh, about having done the first autopsy. Yes. Also there's a we mentioned how many pictures of Piper are in this um orphanage bedroom where her dead body is right like and not like they were there originally like they've just been tacked up like a bunch of headshots for some reason yeah they're all like the same headshot and there's like a bunch of them like taped to the wall different sizes too which took a lot of effort (laughs) i guess just like Mm -hmm. so we know whose body it is just in case we were unclear (laughs) you get it it's piper just like a big arrow pointing to the corpse. <laughs> like, hey, you guys know who this is, right? It's in neon flashing lights. <laughs> it's Piper. She's uh, dead. Yeah. And then the cops come, finally. Uh, Emma and Audrey, like, chat outside. And Audrey's like, yeah, like, all of this is my fault. I brought Piper here. And, like, the killer knows that it's all my fault. And wanted us to find Piper's body together because, like, the two of us were the ones that killed her. And this killer wants revenge on both of us for it. And Acosta comes to talk to Emma and is like, hey, like, I want, like, I need information on who threw this party. And, like, everybody's saying that you did. Um, And Emma's like, you need to talk to Haley because... She was, like, helping a friend throw this. Like, this wasn't our party. Um, We get a little scene of Brooke and Stava. We find out Brooke is in her mom's, like, reserved hotel room because she couldn't be home and she didn't want to be alone. And she has invited Stava over to be with her. And then Acosta and one of the other Lakewood cops uh, go into the orphanage and they find Haley's body hanging from the ceiling. I liked that they framed it and zoomed in on it similarly to the first kill in the original screen movie. I liked that. Yeah. This is another one where the timing bugs me a lot because Haley's dead and then everyone is like partying or not partying, but they're in the dark partying downstairs and then the cops show up. Which means while the cops were there and everyone's filtering out, whoever did this had to grab Haley's body and then start hanging it from the ceiling once there were no cops, but also everyone was out of the room. Unless they, like, you know, found a way to, like, gig it up in the ceiling and then kind of, like, let it go on, like, a timer or some shit. I mean, to be fair, none of the lights were on. True. I don't know. I just feel like someone should have been like, it sounds like someone's moving a dead body in in the darkness of this abandoned orphanage. Show yeah, yourself. I- I assume they had kind of gotten up to, like, one of the, like, second stories and just, like, pushed her down, but I could be wrong. I think I think you're right, though. Like, the the timing is a little bit iffy. Yeah, they're busy. I'm tired just thinking about them. <laughs> this, this killer has a lot of stamina, clearly. So 
that is the end of episode nine. Episode 10 starts with uh, Maggie processing Piper's, like, grody, dug-up body while uh, Acosta is also there, uh, like, observing. And he's like, Maggie, you don't have to do this. Uh, But she does because the show only has one medical examiner. (laughs) And she finds fresh stitches in Piper's body and opens them up. And there is a pig heart chilling in there. Yep. It really, it also threw me when Acosta's like, you know, you don't have to do this. She's your daughter. It took me like three to five seconds to remember, oh yeah, Piper is Maggie's daughter. You saying? Yeah. And Maggie's struggling with it. Also, I want to give a a poor, a, a timeline of Piper's poor body. So it's been like, what, three months exactly since, give or take a couple of weeks? Yeah, like three months and... Like a week and a half, I think, or something like that. So, Piper, dead, lake, body found, presumably processed and put in a grave because Maggie mentions that, like, somebody dug her out of her grave uh, to do this. Removed from grave. Refrigerated, which is also something Maggie mentions, which, like, what the fuck, killer, where you get in this fridge? Had her chest cut open, had a pig's heart put in it, stitched back up, brought to the orphanage she was raised in. Like, what a journey. <laughs> Yeah. That's an adventure. Yeah. Do you think do you think that she told her accomplice, like, hey, if I get killed doing this, like, you should definitely use my corpse <laughs> to like make them feel really bad about it? I I hope so. I hope I also so too. Hope so. My, nice girl boss. For sure. I, I, I wanna read out my my note here. Uh, which was just a pig's heart. Oh, there's some shit going on. And normally I wouldn't read out a note like this because that's that's pretty mundane. That's just saying what's happening. Uh, but that was my one note for this episode because everything that happens after this just struck me mesmerized in some trance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of my notes for this episode are just variations on uh-oh. Yeah, I think if I hadn't seen, like, already seen this episode, like, three times before, that would have also been me. The last time I watched this episode was um, on vacation with my brother-in-law and one of his, and Alyssa's cousins, who had been watching this show kind of, like, after hours, after, like, all the the parents were asleep on this, like, family vacation, um, and were, like this is like one of the last nights that we were on vacation and they were like, we're going to like stay up and try to get through as much of this show as we can. Um, and I was like, Oh, I've seen this before. I'll watch it with you. And um, we watched this episode like incredibly late at night and I knew what was going to happen and nobody else in the room did. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> and that was like the ideal way to watch this episode. I think. Yep. <laughs> At like two o'clock in the morning with a bunch of people who have no fucking clue what's about to happen. Um so yeah, there's a there's a pig's heart in Piper's body. Um and then it cuts to Emma and Audrey in Audrey's room. Uh they they have come back here after like this whole debacle with the uh the mask party. Uh, and Audrey's like, okay, like you can ask me whatever you want. I don't care. Do your worst. She does um, refer to it as an AMA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Audrey says, 
she delivers a lot of exposition in the scene. She's like, yeah, I knew that Piper was your half sister the whole time. I didn't say anything because I never actually suspected that Piper was the killer. And Piper told me that she wasn't. Um, And one of the reasons that she didn't suspect Piper is because that she was with Piper the night that Rachel died. They were at the motel together going over Piper's Brandon James files. Which is interesting. Spicy. Yeah. Um, and she says that she thought that Piper was her friend and like wouldn't lie to her or like do anything bad to anyone in Lakewood. Um, and Emma does not believe her about this. Um, Emma thinks that Audrey brought Piper to Lakewood to hurt her specifically and get back at her. Um, and Audrey says outright that like she wouldn't use Rachel in a lie if she was going to lie to Emma. Um, and she says that she wanted to make a documentary about Brandon James to like show like the hypocrisy happening in Lakewood. Um, and, and Emma still doesn't believe her. Um, she, she thinks that she's being lied to and she pretty much outright tells Audrey that she thinks Audrey's lying. Um, and she's like, I'm not on your side. Like, until you can be honest with me. And Audrey is like, I am being honest with you, but can't convince Emma of that. So Emma leaves. Emotions. The emotions. There's so many emotions in this episode. Yeah. Hard to watch. Talk forever. Yeah. Literally, yeah. And then we go back to the police station. Uh, Acosta is telling uh, the other cops to bring Stavo in if they see him because they know that he was at the party. Um, but now they can't find him. He brings Maggie into his office and he says that the pig's heart was a message for them specifically about quote unquote what they did. And Maggie's theory about this is that Piper found out about whatever it was and told someone and Acosta's theory is that it's Brandon James and he is seeking revenge for his daughter Piper and he has like come back because he found out about Piper's death. Um, and Maggie doesn't believe this theory because she's like, no, Brandon would never do this to Emma because like I know him and I know who he is as a person. And then we get fla- a flashback of Acosta and Maggie as teenagers, which is very fun. I genuinely think that it is Emma's dad, at least to the pig heart aspect, is involved. Mm. Because we saw him at the start of the season. He's been gone ever since. The photo we saw of Emma as a little kid with Brandon James had Brandon James' face scratched out. And we know Emma's dad did not fuck with Brandon. Yeah, I That's. I think that's a really good theory. I have my own blue truth that I'll save for the end of the episode. Uh, but I, God, the, the culprit, the culprit is very compelling. I don't, I don't know who I'm about. Um, I've gotten spoiled too many times and it's never been that person. Like I, there's been times I got spoiled and they're like, it's definitely this person. And I'm like, that wiki was extremely wrong. Cause that person <laughs> is dead now and will stay dead. It is extremely funny to me that somehow you've been getting fake spoilers. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think it's because whenever I see something where I, I like is like the word like their name and killer come up, I'm just like I'm like no 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 no. Like, physically, <laughs> I put my my hands in front of the words. I'm just like mm, we didn't yeah, see so that. It was one of the fake 
spoilers you got. That is confirmed just fake, fake spoiler. Um, that it was Haley the entire time, including in season one for some reason. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, I kept expecting Haley to like build, because that was like one of the first things I saw accidentally was like, yeah, this girl who comes in and is trying to be like the new Nina and, you know, is like hot shit and is a brunette and like Haley never does shit. No. Except for, you know, get murdered. That's wild. Um, (laughs) My one thing that I'm going to say, because I don't have a theory, is that I really do love the actors they chose for young Acosta and young Maggie. I agree. They just look casting. Yeah. It's just, like, really, you you go, it goes from this, like, whole, like, mythic story to just, like, some girl who, like, had a, a, a kid next door who she liked, who the police got the wrong idea, or maybe he did do it, I don't know, and then they just shot him on the docks. Yeah, and like, yeah, they did a really good job of choosing actors because um, young Acosta's actor looks very similarly to Stavo, but like, yeah, I thought it was Stavo at first. Mm-hmm. But like, the longer you look at him, you're like, oh, okay, that's a different guy. Yeah. He's, um, he's shorter. He's got like a rounder face, and like, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, what's Stavo? Uh, not Stavo. What's what's Acosta's relationship to Brandon James? Like in the flashback, it's never really clear, is it? So they said at, like, the start of the season when we first meet Acosta that, like, it seems like Acosta and Maggie's ex, Emma's dad, were, like, besties. Mm-hmm. So they were all, like, in the same friend group, a la, like, Will, Jake, Emma, Brooke. Yeah. And, like, from these flashbacks, we know that, like, Maggie and Acosta specifically were were close because this flashback uh, has her knocking on his window in the middle of the night and taking him to see uh Brandon James who is like slumped on the ground injured outside behind like the tree in uh Maggie's yard. So that's fun and interesting and then the teens go to school. Uh Noah is on the phone, well he's repeatedly calling Zoe. Um, trying to figure out where she is because he's noticed that she wasn't in class the the day after this whole incident went down. Um, and he wants her to call or text him so that he knows that she's good. Uh, and he gets a text pretty much immediately. And it is Zoe saying like, oh, like I couldn't sleep and I went to our spot to think. And Noah says that he'll skip class to meet her. And Zoe says, I'd like that. Uh oh, Noah. Uh oh, Noah. <laughs> Noah comes to the lake and nobody's there. Uh, he texts Zoe again, saying like, "Where are you?" And Zoe says, "I'm here." To which I have put in parentheses of my notes, "Man, oh, man." <laughs> it's like also, it's like not man. the way I think Zoe would text. No. Yeah. Yeah. You like, and I mean, she is there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Uh, she she is there huh she sure is there uh and uh she texts him like directions she's like oh yeah like walk straight ahead and turn right um and noah walks straight into the woods without any regard for his personal safety um and he gets a phone call from the killer who says that He's having a picnic with Zoe, and that now that Noah and Zoe had sex, they're both on the chopping block. Um, and the killer says, 
to come into the woods or Zoe will need a closed casket funeral. Yeah. I do and... like the way Noah is trying to handle this scene and trying to gather information by being like, you know, that's a pretty outdated trope these days. And like listing off things and trying to be like, well, if I'm walking into certain doom, you can at least give me a little info here. Yeah, I he is like very sassy to the killer and he really just gets stabbed about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, the order of events I have in my thing, which is killer hangs up on Noah. Noah panics, dr- almost drops phone trying to call 911, gets stabbed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the killer does his uh, his favorite move, which is coming out from behind someone and stabbing them. <laughs> yep. Honestly, I couldn't do it better. If it ain't broke. <laughs> yeah, if it ain't broke. Uh, and then it cuts to Audrey and Emma at school. Uh, Audrey is freaking out because Noah has like left in the middle of the day and is gone. Uh, and they both get a link texted to them of a webcam feed of Noah unconscious somewhere. And the killer calls Audrey and says that he is sending them on a treasure hunt. Fun. Um, and if they tell anybody about it, Noah dies. And the killer says that Noah has about five hours of air left. Uh, and we find out immediately what this means because it cuts to Noah waking up buried alive in a coffin. Yep. Okay. It is a coffin with sick TikTok LED strips. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. There is the ambiance. There is ambiance in that coffin. No one needs to quit the podcast and become a streamer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's so it's a coffin that they've like hooked up LED lights to the inside of because there is a webcam on the inside of the lid like streaming him to Audrey and Emma and like obviously <sighs> they need to actually be able to see him. So the killer's solution to this was to put LED lights side of it how is it that every single place in this goddamn town doesn't have cell phone reception and yet you can just you could just stream a 4k video from anywhere well to be fair we do know from the first season that the killer is able to like block people's cell reception true Mm, yeah so assuming it was the accomplice who was doing that side of it Mm, fingers crossed techie But uh, yeah, and and Noah starts like talking to the camera, just like assuming that someone is watching him, or that like this tape is going to be kept for some reason. He's like, "Okay, like I'm alive. I was just at the lake, so if you're looking for me, maybe I'm there, and maybe Zoe is somewhere nearby, uh, or maybe the, the only person watching this is the killer, and I'm just gonna die." Um, but he decides that he is not going to give the killer the satisfaction of freaking out. And uh, he also starts hearing someone else screaming from somewhere nearby. And then we go back to Audrey and Emma, who are off on their little scavenger hunt. Um, Emma wants to call the cops, even though they've kind of, uh, they've been told not to or Noah will die. Um, Audrey is extremely against this she is like i tried to cheat it before like i tried to cheat the instructions that i was given before and the killer murdered eddie to like prove a point because i was like not doing what i was supposed to be doing and like we can't go like we can't tell anyone we have to play this game in order to save noah um 
And the first clue that they get texted is uh, Noah had all the answers, but couldn't put it together. And maybe they can. And Emma's like, oh, okay. The murder board, obviously. So they, they decide that they have to go to Noah's house. Um, we get... Because <laughs> his parents are home because he was able to fuck. I I just assume that Audrey has a spare key to his house because she barges in there all the yeah. time. Yeah, you're very right. Um, and or it or it's like my parents' house when I was a teen, where they have a keypad lock on their door, and all of my close friends just like knew the the keypad code to get in. I was literally about to say, given how technologically sound uh-huh. Noah is, I bet that's the case. And we get like a little bit in here. Um, of Acosta's like continued flashback, uh, he is remembering um, that uh, he and Maggie took Brandon James to like the James family farmhouse, um, and they found a knife that he had on him, and they buried it uh, outside the farmhouse, and they swore to each other that they were going to forget all about it. Um, and Acosta, in the present day goes into the farmhouse and he hears footsteps upstairs and starts kind of like poking around with his gun. I do appreciate that they very much set this up so that you think that he's going to die like the other sheriff. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like they, they very much want you to think that this is a parallel situation um, because he is like walking around this abandoned house, like poking around with his gun um, but he finds a bed like set into a wall that is hiding a secret room um, where all of the photos that Emma saw way back when are being hidden. And there's nobody in the house, but someone in a hood is like watching the farmhouse from afar. And we like see a very brief shot of them, like watching Acosta look out the window from a distance. <laughs> I really hope Brandon James is alive, but also I hope he's not doing murder. Same. Yeah, yeah I I feel like the best case scenario is that he's just like hanging out. Yeah. He doesn't actually know that any of this is happening. I really think that's the case. Honestly. He's like, I have one rule and it's don't be seen by people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we go back to Emma and Audrey and they find a note on Noah's murder board that uh, says what's really behind Noah's obsession. Uh, And it is like scanned in onto the back of one of Audrey's letters to Piper, uh, which Emma sees and like reads and, and like puts away into her pocket for later. Um, and it is specifically one of her letters where she like calls Emma a bitch and like really tears into Emma. Um, and eventually after they're like kind of tearing up Noah's room, Emma's like, Oh, the clue is literal. Like it is literally behind the board. <laughs> I want to see Emma and Audrey try to do an escape room together. <laughs> I think they would kill each other. I yeah. agree. They're, they're efficient, but also they would murder each other. Like Emma said. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she finds like a daffodil inside a plastic bag pinned up behind the board and Audrey's like oh like this is about the two of us I know where we have to go next and then we get more scenes with Noah he is in the coffin he starts hallucinating Zoe in the coffin with him um, and is like okay I'm starting to lose it officially 
Uh, and he tries to convince himself that, like, Zoe is just his brain, like, manifesting what he already knows, um, because she's just, like, lying next to him being like, it's okay to be scared, and, like, helps him stop having an anxiety attack, basically. Um, there's a very cool lighting change that goes on here, where, like, once he actually starts having a conversation with Zoe, the coffin starts to be lit very differently, and, like, the harsh LEDs, like, fade out in the background. Yeah, it's beautiful. It gets all, like, golden in there. Like, kind of, like, bisexual lighting for a hot second as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else on the show has really looked like this before, so it's very... Uh, it's like stage lighting almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're having fun with the visuals. Yeah, they start using like very warm lighting and like very, very tight shots of like Noah and Zoe lying next to each other in the coffin. It's it's uh it's the <clears throat> cinematography. Emma and Audrey head out to a old horse stable in town. Um, because Audrey remembers that there were daffodils that like grew all around the old barn, even though they were they're like toxic to horses. And Emma's like, I don't know how the killer would know that. Like this feels like you're just kind of like reading too much into it. And Audrey's like, No, like this is where we first met. And like the killer is fucking with us and is trying to ruin a place that's important to both of us. Um and Audrey talks about how like the like the the stables were the only place where she felt okay after her mom got sick and her and Emma were like family back then when they like used to ride horses together and Emma is like well i wonder like why you hated me so much after that if that's true and Audrey's like no it it wasn't about the two of us and then Emma shows Audrey the letter that she found and is like, well, why did you write this? Like, why did you say I was a bitch? And it's pissed off at her. Yeah, it's it's really sad. Also, just all throughout this, you can tell, like, obviously Emma's got shit going on, but like you could it Audrey is so much more invested in their past together. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah. and it's it's just sad to see that like imbalance of like oh yeah one of you doesn't care as much or like cares but i don't know it's sad it's sad yeah one of, one of you doesn't put special significance behind the horse stables right yeah yeah and like yeah like clearly something happened with their friendship that like emma did not think was a big deal and audrey did yeah uh, we get where Maggie and Acosta, Acosta, like, goes <laughs> to Maggie and s- tells her about, like, the hidden room that he found in the farmhouse at the pig farm. Um, okay, so notably, we are now dealing with two different farms. Yes. And I feel that it is important to distinguish them. The pig farm is the James family farm. The horse farm is the stables where Audrey and Emma used to ride horses. <laughs> And also, as we'll soon learn, where Jake got murdered. Yes. Uh, They are not the same. I think the first time I watched the show, I somehow thought that they were the same abandoned barn. Because they look very similar. Barns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, Jake was getting murdered. We were like, like, 
Audrey, uh, Brooke, Brooke, and, Brooke and Emma are going to find Jake. And then they open that that spooky thing on the James family property and there's nobody inside. And then they yeah. talk to Jake and you're like, it's a different fucking weird barn. <laughs> yeah. Because they're both just like big abandoned barns and they maybe or maybe not are the same set that they're just filming from different angles. <laughs> I believe it. Because I'm pretty sure it's also the same set that they used for Will's family. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey. And um, so, yeah, so we get more Maggie and Acosta. Um, Acosta says like hey i was like i drove out to the pig farm like i found this hidden room i think that brandon is still alive and i think that he's still in town and maggie's like no he's definitely dead in the woods somewhere like he he definitely like died after we tried to help him as teens um and acosta says that someone who knows their secrets is living at the pig farm and whatever happened and like what is happening now it's on the two of them it we go back to noah and zoe in the coffin talking about death and uh noah is is very scared still and he's like afraid to die um and then zoe disappears and noah goes apeshit inside of the coffin Noah's actor is doing so much in this episode. God, yeah. He really is. He saved it I all. I do love that even while he's dying, my boy cannot shut the fuck up for a second. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Wasting so much precious air. Literally. Do you think the killer was like watching this being like, who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Noah's actor is, is just doing the most of this episode as it rules. It's he's he's very good in this episode. And um Emma and Audrey finally get to the stables. Uh Audrey says that the killer who is like now killing people uh must have been working with Piper from the very beginning because Audrey told Piper everything about her and Emma's relationship because Audrey didn't realize that Piper was the killer until it was too late. Um and she says that the the killer made sure that Emma found that letter in order to tear the two of them apart. And Emma says she, that she doesn't care because Audrey is still the one who wrote the letter. Meanwhile, Acosta finally gets a call from the killer. <laughs> who, yep, he does not realize that it's the killer. Yep. <laughs> They're just like, I'm an anonymous, concerned person using a voice changer. <laughs> And he's like, I guess this is normal. Something's wrong at, at the pig farm. It sounds like someone's getting slaughtered. Like, yeah, they, just like, yes, a normal call from a normal citizen. Yeah, they literally call. Do they call his office phone or his cell phone? Cell phone. His cell phone. Okay, oh, no, that's no, what no. I. Yeah, why would you get that call to your cell phone and not like through dispatchers and be like, Okay, this is normal. Yeah, like, the last thing he says is like, wait, how did you get... And then he gets cut off, I think. Yeah. Also, the killer is cheating. The killer mm. doesn't trust his own game to work. He's cheating. He's trying to slow Emma and Audrey down because if the sheriff shows up while they're at the horse stables... Oh, true. There's no way they're going to finish what task is going on. Oh, that's true. Wait, 
I think it was the killer trying to slow them down. But wait, what? I'm going to be honest. I think the second task was never going to be able to be completed. Yeah, but the killer didn't necessarily know how close they were to finishing the first task. True. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Thank God Acosta's so bad at his job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's the only <laughs> reason that they're able to complete task number one. And that he doesn't know how to delegate. He's like, maybe he did think something was sus because he was like, he was like, well, time to go out to the horse with the horse stables all by myself mm-hmm. as the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Nothing bad happened to the last sheriff going out alone. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's like, I guess I'll trust this anonymous caller who called me on my cell phone for some reason and go check out the stables. And uh, Em and Audrey find that the stable doors are being held <laughs> shut by the, uh, the like, scythe that the killer used to kill Jake. Um, and once they get that off and they actually get into the stables, they find a gross dead pig in there. And Emma's like, wait a second, I had nightmares about this gross dead pig. And she also gets a text from the killer of, like, a gif of them killing Jake, uh, saying, you couldn't save him, Noah's next. And... The webcam video of Noah abruptly loses signal and Emma and Audrey are like, oh fuck, like we have to look for Noah. So they split up to look because Audrey's like, okay, I'm going to look outside, like in the field. You look in here, which I think is good instinct. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't think that the teens are smart about when they choose to split up all the time, but I think this, this one is, is pretty good instinct. Oh, yeah. Um, And then we get a very cool scene where Noah is, like, running out of air in the coffin, and he hallucinates Zoe, like, hovering over him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the visuals here are very cool, because they're both, like, prone in the coffin, but she is, like, over him, and they're, like, face-to-face. And they, they talk about going to prom and like staying together and going to college together and how they're going to be rocket scientists together. And it's very sweet. Uh Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and then Zoe disappears again. And it's very sad while they sing a little um, song. Yeah. They sing a little song. <laughs> Uh, we go back to Audrey and Emma looking for Noah frantically. Uh, they can't find him and they start fighting again um, because they're just like exhausted and frustrated and emotions are running very high. Uh, Emma blames Audrey for kind of like bringing all of this down on everyone because she brought Piper to Lakewood. Um, mm-hmm. Audrey's like, well, I was pissed because you had new friends and you abandoned me and uh and then love wins <laughs> love wins <laughs> it was it was something along the lines of like like okay so i had new friends like what did i ever do to you like do do to you and audrey's like you broke my heart yeah she said she says word for word i loved you and you broke my heart <laughs> And you didn't even know you were breaking. God. Yeah. I just have gay, gay, it's gay. I really, I never, I knew it. I never thought they were actually going to like state it. Same. 
Yeah, I thought it was just going to be like heavily implied because it was 2015. I was like, okay, they're queer baiting us a little, but at least the at least one of the characters is actually queer. But <laughs> now, now my hopes they are gave it to us. They they did give that to us, but now I won't be happy unless it's the, like it doesn't end with a shot of like the two of them like covered in blood, killer dead, and then they just like hold hands. Yeah. It's 2015. To be fair, they do hold hands later I mean, on in no, this episode. They need they need to be doing that at the end of the series, and also Kieran is out of the way somehow and covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, we we popping the biggest bottles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> yeah. Popping the biggest bottles when Emery becomes canon. Yeah. Um, and, and as this like argument is coming to a head and Audrey has just admitted in front of God and everyone that she loves uh, Emma or at least loved Emma, um, they hear Noah singing underground and they're like, wait a minute, that's Noah. Um, and they start like they they figure out that he his coffin is like underneath where the pig carcass is, which is weird that they didn't look there before. Uh-huh. Honestly, I, I kind of get it. It's gross dick. Yeah. It's been rotting for God only knows how long. Yeah, but it is it is kind of weird that they were like, oh, maybe this is here for a reason and not just to like be scary. Um, but uh, they, they like thrust it aside and start digging for Noah and Noah hears them digging for him and they have a very tearful reunion where they like help Noah out of this coffin. Um, and he says that he thought that he was dead and that like, Noah was going to come for him. Uh, and he also says that he heard Zoe with him, which they take the coffin that Noah was in out of the hole and they find a box underneath, like a, a much smaller box uh, and there is a phone in it that has a recording of Zoe, who is also buried alive. This is an amazing torture method. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she is specifically uh, in what looks like a waterlogged coffin. Uh, and she has her like Lady of the Lake sash on. Yeah. Oh, so much extra fucked. Yeah. 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 Um, and so they're like, oh, shit, like, Zoe must be at the lake because Noah also says, like, oh, like, the killer got me out to the lake pretending to be Zoe. Um, and so they all go to the lake with Noah, who has been stabbed and just lying there for, like, five hours. Yep. <laughs> um, the entire back end of this episode, my wife and I were screaming at the TV, like, please take Noah to the hospital. He is going to die of infection. <laughs> yeah. He yelled, no hospital. Yeah. Emma's like, I'll call the cops so that they can come and get Zoe because, like, now we don't have to worry about Noah being killed if we call the cops. And Noah in the back seat goes, no hospital. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but he also has has a big hole in his tummy. <laughs> And he is bleeding from the forehead because the killer knocked him out. Yeah. True. And the uh, blood's had time to congeal. It's fine. It's not (laughs) fine. He was in a dusty coffin. He's going to get infected. He has to get a tetanus booster. Yeah. 
Um, meanwhile, as they're doing this, Acosta finally rocks up to the stables. Like after they leave, he like wanders in and like finds uh <laughs> finds the empty coffin where Noah used to be. And a trail of blood. <laughs> From Noah. It is very funny that uh <laughs> that he gets here so late. He was like, okay, He's just that, like that was a good call. Anyway, I just gotta finish this paperwork really quick. Yeah. <laughs> he just like shows up and he's like oh something happened here I guess <laughs> um, Emma and co get to the lake uh, and they find a coffin poking out of the water and they pull it up and they open it and Zoe is already drowned inside of it okay yeah theory time I think Zoe had been dead since like before Noah even went to the lake I yeah, agree. definitely. Yeah, because you hear her in the recording, she's screaming her head off. Like I feel like if Noah had rolled up to the lake, he would have been like, "I hear someone screaming in the distance." He has special yeah. zone detecting senses. Like now that they've had sex, they're intimately connected <laughs> forever. Um, so, and he knows what her screaming sounds like. <laughs> oh my god! So he yes. he would have heard her. Yeah, yeah. I I agree, especially because like. At the beginning of the episode, he's like, I'm really worried because, like, Zoe hasn't, like, she didn't show up at school and she's, like, not returning my calls or my texts. Like, yeah, I think that she was abducted either overnight or, like, very early in the morning, like, on the way to school. Um, And and she is dead by the time that Noah Noah gets to the lake, for sure. Which, like, to what end? Do we see Zoe leave the party the night before when the gang kind of splits up and is talking to the cops? Oh, my God, you're right. Oh shit! Yeah, that's my thought. Oh, yeah, no, we super don't, do we? We super do not. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. You would think that uh, Noah would have noticed that. (laughs) A bit, a bit like in the future when we actually get like the who the killer is. Noah's gonna be like, of course. She got a ride home with insert name of person here. Ah, true. And I didn't think anything of it because, you know, he's a chill dude who we all love. <laughs> um, it was Mr. Mr. Um, what was the name of the teacher? <laughs> yeah, it was the English teacher. Oh, Mr. Kaufman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Mr. Kaufman. He, he was giving us all ride homes. <laughs> Yet another inappropriate teacher-student relationship. <laughs> Yeah, another one. Um, yeah, and and so I, I kind of like that they pull a trick that the original Scream also pulls here, where they have a recording that's on a time delay. Um, no, so pretend pretend you didn't hear that. Hey, <laughs> I will forget. Just give me twenty yeah. minutes. I mean, it's it is different in the original Scream, but like I am a sucker for things like this where. They're like, haha, you thought this was actually a live recording the whole time, you fool. Yeah, um, there's a Saw movie uh, where this is the big twist at the end, and it's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, there sure is. I, I, I did think that this episode was a little bit like Saw. Oh, yeah, especially with all the like timers and buried in boxes and cameras. And- yeah. And I was like, no, he's buried pretty shallowly. He should have been trying to do like a Kill Bill thing a little bit. Not to victim blame. <laughs> yeah, he should have punched his way out of the coffin. You're right. 
I just think he should have tried. Just give him one one punch and then let a bunch of dirt go in and go like, hmm, actually, no. To be fair, he did. Oh, yeah, you're right. To be fair, he he is banging on the coffin at the start. You're right. Yeah, he does, like, thrash around and shit. Yeah, he's got his his little bird bones. Jake would have found a way out of there. He would have. (laughs) He would have. Jake couldn't even get out of a bear trap. (laughs) I've completely forgotten what Jake looks like. In my mind, he's been replaced by season one Reggie from Riverdale. (laughs) He looks kind of, yeah, he looks like kind of a cross between uh, Reggie from Riverdale and Darren Chris. Oh my god. So, uh... The cop, like all of the cops, show up to the stables. Um, it like skips ahead a little bit because it's daytime when they find the coffin, and it's nighttime when uh when we see the cops of the stables. Um, Maggie calls Emma and like leaves a message, uh, and is like, "Hey, call me right away. Like, I need to talk to you." We find out that uh the pig carcass in the stables was missing a heart, so we now know where the pig heart came from. Um, and somehow in the interim between Emma and Co. leaving the stables, uh, the killer like nailed it up to the wall uh, along with Mr. Branson's hand. Maybe the sword <laughs> police response was all according to Kai Carell. Maybe. <laughs> um, and Maggie is like, Maggie talks to Acosta and is like, "You're right. Like this feels very personal." Um, and Acosta says, hey, your daughter is at the lake. We should go. And Noah finally goes to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the cops all, like, ship over to the lake. Uh, Noah is taken in an ambulance. Finally, my god, he needs stitches. Uh, he needs a tetanus shot. He needs everything. <laughs> they put one of those special band-aids on him. He'll be okay. Get that boy some antibiotics. Please. Uh, Emma and Audrey hold hands. This is when they hold hands. It is when they hold hands. It's when they the hold hands. Is giving us what, the show is giving us what the people want. Yeah. I can't believe this was not huge <sighs> when this happened. Even for like people not in, the, even if it was like a tiny fandom, this is the kind of thing that you think would breach containment. Yeah, yeah, and you would somehow think. it didn't. I have not Tumblr. You failed us. I've never seen us. When sin- did this episode air? What was twenty sixteen? I think. But when? Scream season maybe two. Maybe it missed its window because I feel like if this exact episode had just come out one year earlier, <laughs> it came out August second, twenty sixteen. Oh, twenty sixteen was a lot of a year. It was a lot. There was a lot going on. So here's the thing. I think that the show was overshadowed a lot by Teen Wolf and people shipping the Teen Wolf boys. MTV girlies, you failed us being too horny for Styles. Is that a Teen Wolf? Yes, that is a Teen Wolf. (laughs) You failed us being too horny for Styles. Jimbo and the other one. But, like, still, the fact that we have this so directly profession of love and, like, it didn't breach containment. Yeah, the Fujoshis were too strong Yeah, uh, I at the, at the time. Oh, my God, you know what was happening? 
Hannibal. What might have been happening around this? I have to double check. What? Election? This might have been when uh, Homestuck lesbians. Oh my God. This might have been when the Rose and Kanaya wedding epilogue came oh. out. Oh. <laughs> Almost certain. Uh, it's, it's around here. I was. <laughs> this. I think that, right. that was the breach containment that overshadowed this. The, the sapphics were busy, and we can't we can't blame them for that, but we can. This was also when Hannibal was like very popular as well. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Hannibal did pay off. I haven't seen it, but I've heard word. Yes, which like really of all the shows, I didn't think it was going to be Hannibal who was like, "Let's go." Yeah, it is. It is fucking astounding that like this never gets recommended as like a game, as like a gay horror show. All right, I yeah. promise to do the work tomorrow it's really, on TikTok. It's really gay. I guess the the horrible like the horrible reality behind this could be that like the last two episodes are so homophobic that nobody ever wants to talk about it. <laughs> oh God, I guess oh, we'll find out, huh? Oh God, what if Audrey dies? Oh God, if Audrey dies, I fucking I. I'm blowing up this podcast. <laughs> Marn, if Audrey dies, I I will bring a subpar gift to your wedding. <laughs> yeah, the last like the last 15 minutes of the last episode are like Noah turns to the camera is like actually gay people are real. <laughs> Then Audrey is like, you're so right, and jumps into his arms. God. By curious and the virgin forever. Oh, oh God. my God. So Heavy emphasis so, on the bye. <laughs> God. So Emma and Audrey hold hands. Uh, Emma gets a call from the killer. Uh, Emma is royally pissed off. Uh, she's like, you're going to lose. Like, we're going to beat you. And the killer is like... Ha ha ha, you're wrong. I always win. Um and and you're already dead. Uh, and and then they that's like the end of the call and Maggie comes up and like she gives Emma and Audrey a hug. Um it skips forward a little bit to Emma at home and Maggie comes to kind of talk to her in her room. Um and Emma says that like she she feels really badly because uh Zoe is now dead because of her and Audrey and like the killer is after her and Audrey specifically and kind of killed Zoe just as collateral damage to get to them and Maggie says no this isn't your fault like you didn't choose to have this happen to you um and I was like no if I want to if I want this to stop it's on me and Audrey and Ma- and Maggie's like, no, it's not, because Maggie thinks that all of this is her fault. It is such a like perfect mother daughter thing. Like literally, it is. Like how often? Like literally, every every like Disney movie that tries to do a mother daughter thing, or Pixar like Brave tries to do they it. They wish it, they were Scream. They wish they were Scream. Like I literally, when Emma's in bed and her mom comes and sits on the end of her bed, I'm like, my mom did that a thousand times. And just kind of like pats your leg and it's like, you know, you don't have to do this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am a sucker for like horror stuff with strong mother-daughter relationships. It's good. It's so good. And uh and then we get the final flashback of this uh this episode where uh Maggie has a flashback of seeing Brandon James outside her window. Uh and 
she like goes out to find that he left her a note in their little tree where they used to pass notes to each other, where they used to pass notes to each other saying, don't forget me. And then adult Maggie goes to the tree and leaves a note that says, stay away from her. (laughs) And then Eli climbs out of the bushes. Yeah, where's he been for the past two episodes? I did write that down, like, maybe 20 minutes earlier in the episode. I put, hey, wait, where's Eli? Well, um, to be fair, we do don't have see... A- to be fair, we don't see Kieran at all in this episode either. Or Brooke, or Stop. Yeah. I do have a theory. Okay, I want to hear. Yes, Emma, Because obviously Eli could just be doing his Goldilocksing thing at the abandoned Brandon James family house. But... If we recall from season one, uh, Brandon James' mother did very confidently say that her grandson had stopped by and visited. Mm. Uh, And she did identify him as Kieran, but it's Mm. not Kieran. I think Eli is not Brandon James' son. I think Eli's dad is Brandon James' brother. That's who we also know exists. Wait, wait, that's so good. This This puts together all the pieces that... Because, okay... We need someone who, okay, I'm, I'm getting into it. We need someone who is, okay, because let's look at the factors we know. Uh, Haley was, quote unquote, seeing someone and she is homophobic and probably mm-hmm. transphobic. So going to be just like looking for like a, probably a cis guy. Um, we got, have uh, seven of those, I believe. We have Brandon James. We have Brandon James's brother. We have Sheriff Acosta. We have Eli, Kieran, Stavo, Noah, and his dad. That's eight characters, but I can't count. Uh, now, if we're looking at the the facts, uh, we need someone who uh, could have been around last season because they need to have killed Rachel, um, and they need to have they need to have been involved in this plot. So I'm going to entirely just say that Acosta and Stavo cannot have been uh, the culprit. Uh, Noah probably isn't the culprit either. Uh, like all of this, I think just disproves it. Um, okay, so then we get down to uh, the the big five, the big five who I'm suspicious of. Now I, oh God, the okay, so Emma's dad, I uh-huh. sorry, uh-huh. I I'm just okay. I I think he, he hasn't been around. You know, like it's not justified. Screen time, yeah. Yeah, it's Emma's dad is a weird one. I don't think it's him. Um, I, I I think it has to be Eli or Kieran. Basically, is what I'm getting around to because I also don't think it's one of the Brandon Jameses. Uh, and Kieran works for me because I know that didn't he? Am I remembering right that he sent the emails to? Did he send emails to Emma's dad? No, it that was hasn't uh, been. We haven't been revealed who did that's okay so this is my theory then uh he because it was from her ip address right yeah Mm -hmm. okay so this is my theory is that he used emma's ip address he was at her house because he often is sent emails to emma's dad um or it's eli and because of the theory that was just laid out by my dear co-host there's so many god this fucking show I yeah. I actually I want was, Eli to be the grandson. Oh yeah, I saw. I thought the woman had confirmed 
um, Mr. Branson as her grandson. No, that's what they thought. Oh, that's and then what it, Emma led. And then Piper comes back and is like, she said it was Kieran, which could have been Piper making it up, of course. But yeah, consider. Yeah. I like how this is, we- this is literally the theory the theory that we that we currently have for Eli is the theory that we had for Kieran in season one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that Brandon James survived and then left and then became well, became a cop. And then, you know. To be fair, I don't think it's he's Brandon James's kid. I think he's Brandon James's brother's kid. True. I I think Eli might be Brandon James's kid. I fair. Brandon is hashtag Brandon is alive. Which we shouldn't we shouldn't get trending because people will think it's something else oh yes oh yeah. dark brandon the, 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 there has to be something there uh and i i, th- I think that basically ties it into the, like the heavy emphasis on, on the flashbacks too so yeah ugh. i i'm putting my money down on kieran just to just to cover all of her bases fair <laughs> That is true, though. Like, why give us an episode that is, like, half, Im- like, two-thirds really important, like, plot stuff and, like, two-thirds flashbacks if the flashbacks aren't going to be super relevant to the next two episodes? Yeah. I think there's stuff going on with Emma's dad, and I think there's stuff going on with Eli. And I think they're going to play on that parallel of both being, like, kind of obsessive into, like, Emma's mom and then Emma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a parallel. I do respect, uh, I don't respect cops, but I do really respect Sheriff Acosta for being really ride or die for Maggie in like high school. Maybe he was like, being mean. Can you imagine your, your friends, like your, your friend's girlfriend who you've become friends with over the years is like, hey, you know, the guy I cheated on at the bowling alley who we all kind of like, who I'm childhood friends with, but who we who collect, the town collectively doesn't like because he has to wear that creepy medical mask all the time. Um, and everyone thinks that he stabbed a bunch of kids, uh, and then the cops shot him. I found him in the woods, and we have to get him to stay f- safety. And Acosta's just like, let's go. Put him, yeah. put him in the back of my Subaru outback, and let's drag him <laughs> to the farm. Yeah, I kind of appreciate that uh, it it sets both Acosta and, and, his, and Stavo up as, like, very, like, ride-or-die and, like, willing to go along with, like, other people's problems, like, helping them with whatever. Also, yeah. Acosta, Acosta's kind of a creep, the same way Stava was at that age. Like, do you see his, like, perfect bedroom they put together? It's just him with headphones and, like, all this music that would have not flown in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my friends did say that, like, Stavo's bedroom is like the worst set on this show because it does not look like a human teenager's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It's just an empty room with paintings on it and he's a mm-hmm. digital artist. Yeah. Oh man. Also, I have a question. Stavo is a digital artist. Does he also just like I which I do respect if he does, but does he just print out lots of glossy high-res versions of his of his iPad art? Apparently yeah. so, which is like, I'm impressed that he has the budget to do that. He breaks into the school to do it. <laughs> He's on Webtoon. Mm. True. In 2016, yeah. That makes some good money back then. So 
our next episodes that we're watching are the season finale. Oh, God. Because after that, it's the Halloween special, which is, like, somewhat of a standalone story. Like, it's the same characters, but it it takes place after... Um, after season two was over and it doesn't really have anything to do with like the main story. It was supposed to be just like a, uh, like a, a special. God, I hope it's like a vampire or something. <laughs> God, yes. It has to be like, Oh, we met a real ghost or did we? Cause like, please, please tell me we're going to get to see the return of Noah's Dracula. Please. Costume. Oh my God. Oh, yes. But yeah, and and there is obviously a time skip uh, because we know that this season does not end anywhere close to Halloween. True. It's still Uh like February, I think. Um, So yeah, so I'm very excited to watch the season finale for next time. Same. Shall we do MVPs and LVPs? Yes. 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 yes, Yeah. Oh boy. I think that, hold on, I have to consult my notes. (laughs) I think that my MVP for these episodes is Audrey. Yeah, I think it's Audrey because she's having a tough time. She's having a very frustrating time. And um, she still manages to, like, help her friends and she solves all of these clues to like find Noah and she's being very proactive about like helping Noah and everyone else even though uh Emma who is at the center of this whole thing is mad at her and doesn't want to be around her um and she does finally tell Emma the truth so good job Audrey you are my MVP for this week <laughs> yay yay what about LVP? Um, I think that my LVP has to be Acosta for reasons I've already gone over. Like, <laughs> dude gets a call from the killer on his personal line and doesn't question it for a second. Yeah. yeah. I also feel like he's definitely going to be up to some fucking shenanigans next episode. Yes. Yeah, I th- I think that he he makes some good progress in actually investigating the mystery in this episode and like we learn some interesting stuff about him, but he is um he's not very good at doing his no. job. <laughs> his, his still his two main suspects are his own son and a man who's been dead for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows up at a major crime scene like 15 minutes late. <laughs> Even though he was told directly by the person who set it up that it was a major crime scene. I wish he'd been actually carrying Starbucks into the scene. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna throw a weird one. Okay. So I wanna I wanna do one where no one can no one's gonna be like, damn, that was gonna be mine. Okay. My my MVP is young Maggie. Because she automatically learned she was like, okay, you can't trust the cops in this small town immediately. And like automatically got her friend involved, did a did a whole secret thing, kept that secret for years, even though she promised Emma no more secrets. Uh, And like just hopefully save Brandon James's life and let him live long enough to birth Eli. Uh. That is true. I like that one. Yeah. 
and managed to sneak out, even though I'm sure her dad was being very protective, like back back then. Your daughter's yeah. class just gets stabbed, and she's like, anyway, dads, I'm going to go out in the woods for um a while. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Who is your LVP, Nessa? LVP is harder. <laughs> I know he's a sweet baby boy. It's hard to choose because we don't really have a lot to work with right now. And I feel like it doesn't need to go to Brooke or Stavo for like not being involved because like nobody texted them and was like, hey, shit's afoot. I, I kind of want to give it to Noah for talking a lot in the box. Yeah. And also for not going to the hospital. <laughs> and also for not going to the hospital, which like... Uh, uh, Maybe would have been the right decision, but it also probably wasn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to piggyback on your LVP and say that mine is also Noah. Uh, <laughs> all of his genre savvy apparently like dribbled out of him last night. And like, <laughs> and he also apparently has like, there's this manga called Undead Unluck. It's very good, but there's this girl in it who, whenever someone she likes touches her, uh, something very bad happens to them, like a meteor falls on them or something. And I think Noah has those same powers. He does. And <laughs> so he really is sort of the loser of life right now. Um, oh, I literally put my notes. I forgot. I was like, it's good. Like after it happened, I was like, it's, I'm glad he had a really good time for that first time. Cause I don't think he's ever going to fuck again. <laughs> Yeah. One because this to town is back running from that. girls. Yeah. And two because every time he tries to do anything, they die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Noah is the killer. <laughs> Incidentally. <laughs> it it was this elaborate. Oh my god. <laughs> He's just really bad at dumping his girl. <laughs> Sorry, Jacqueline, I cut you off. My You're so good. Um, my, I guess my MVP will be Stavo because he's he's just progressing as a person and as a likable character. Um, and as just like I don't know, I like this kid. I like his relationship with Brooke, and I I like his cool tattoo. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. This one was a hard one because I can think of a bunch of LVPs, and I'm struggling to come up with my MVP. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, other people... than like the obvious of Audrey, it's gay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people in these episodes um, fumble the bag in in various ways. I feel like yeah, I mean, Emma was pretty on the ball at least. The narrative's like a second place. Yeah. yeah, I might end up putting Emma as my MVP. She's close on the LVP list because she is definitely hindering them tracking down Noah by being very I don't believe you to Audrey who is telling her the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also a lot's happened. Yeah, a lot's happened, but that's really slowing things down there. But I will give her the MVP because once she realizes why Audrey was so pissed, there's like no hesitation. She gets it immediately. There's no mm, you liked me. <laughs> there's nothing like that. She's just like, ah, fuck. <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. And things aren't weird afterwards either. She's like, I've heard Macklemore. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> She doesn't make it weird. Um, and then my LVP could be fucking anyone, really. <laughs> um I am going to go with Zoe for similar reasons to hindered a lot of the investigation at the early part, made things quite was very sus about the email thing and didn't just come clean about it, had to wait for them to figure out that she'd sent it to herself. 
before being like, okay, I did that one. Weird vibes of immediately going to fuck Noah the second Audrey was out of the room. Um, and like, damn, didn't even put up a fight against the killer. We don't even get to see her have a moment of trying to fight the killer. We don't get to see her make ghost face eat shit. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, I would have liked to see her, like, you know, get him in the balls at least once or something. Yeah. Yeah, we still don't know who sent the email, I'm just now realizing. Yeah. Who's this special friend? Also, this is a terrible, like, I was about to say misnomer, but it's a nomer. Nickname? It's just, it's just a bad one. It's bad. Yeah. I, I, oh. I don't want the, the killer to show up and, like, rip off the mask and be like, I was your secret friend. And everyone be like, mm-hmm. we started using that one for, like, the last, like, <laughs> two kills. Like, what are you doing? You're trying to make it a thing? Oh, God. They should... <laughs> I did see in my notes the official place where I went, wait, where is Eli in all this? Was right yeah. after Haley got stabbed. <laughs> that is where I was like, where's yeah. Eli? And then he doesn't show up until the end of the next episode. Oh, God. They they kind of just rely on you forgetting that, like, Eli is a character for, for a couple of episodes. For sure. Marn, all the more reason why Scream 2015 would work incredibly as a tabletop role-playing game because anytime someone misses a session you're just like they're just not in that episode yeah true <laughs> where are they oh god they just uh they pulled a kieran and like drove to another state for a couple <laughs> days mm-hmm. or did they or hmm. did they oh well until next time don't don't get buried alive don't get buried alive don't don't get buried alive. Don't, don't get buried alive in water. Oh, man. Oh, these episodes are so good. Hey, Jane. Hey, Jacqueline. What do you think the most significant YA book series like the 2000s to the 2010s is? Oh, definitely The Hunger Games. Uh, no, no, I mean like... Like uh, Twilight, Twilight, that's the best No, one. no, I'm talking about the Percy Jackson series by Riordan. Uh, I've not heard of those. If I wanted to listen to a funny podcast about those, what would you suggest? Well, I would recommend Unwise Girls, which you and I host... This is a podcast where we reread, analyze, and frequently joke about the books of the Rick Riordan verse, and we see why people call these the best young adult magical series of the 2000s. And we always take time to declare which characters are canonically, factually, not cis-head, because Rick Riordan is not the boss of us. Listen to Unwise Girls every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the Moonshot Network. <laughs>